Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Messy Podcast. We are your hosts, Jason Barrett and Adam Newell. And Adam Newell, guess yeah. what? It's the holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, now, I don't know if either one of us should be doing that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Guys, sorry. welcome right. back okay. to the show. We're going to have a fun show today. We're going to take your Q&As and listen, or sorry, and answer all of your questions that you guys have sent in. We've been promising to do that again for a minute. So I'm glad we're going to make that happen today. Yes. I mean, honestly, I love the holidays. I've been saying this on Hot Messy Podcast. It's so funny because people are still catching up on our tis the season of strippers and stalkers. However, (laughs) we understand, guys, that everyone is so busy. The holiday season, it's so demanding. Right now, we have family in town. It's just wild. And we're still trying to work. We sent my brother and... His so my brother and my sister-in-law, let's just call it that. We sent them on a fishing excursion because we're like... Guys, thanks for coming in, but you got to go. We got to work. So it's like we get it. Everyone's busy. That's Everyone's all. busy, but it's it's so nice. I mean, I remember the holiday season. I mean, okay, so your brother and sister-in-law are here, and we put on last night one of our favorite movies, I think, that we've seen probably like 30 times, The Last Holiday with Queen Latifah, which I guess technically isn't a Christmas movie, but it is a fun one to watch around It's based around Christmas. The holidays are there, so... You know, there they ask her, like, why, like, Mrs. Gunther, she's like, why are you spending time with these horrible people? Why not go be with your family? You know, and <laughs> I was looking at my brother and my sister-in-law last night, and they're like, we've never seen this. And I was like, sit your ass down on the couch. This is a Christmas staple. They're like, well, Home Alone to us. And I was like, all right, you generic ass. Home Alone, also amazing, which we haven't even watched this year. We're so behind, but we've been working so hard, getting so many things done. And if you guys haven't checked out our YouTube channel, check it out, youtube.com slash hot messy podcast. We have a ton of new content coming your way in the new year. But one of my favorite films, Christmas films, I have to say, is White Christmas. Just because it's like a classic older film that it's long, but it's really fun. They're singing, dancing. Uh, I've never seen that. It's a great story. I think we tried to watch it, but I think you might have fallen asleep. But I remember at my grandmother's house, we would have a fire in the basement and the whole family would be around and put the white Christmas on and we would come in and out and like people would go to the kitchen and grab food and then come back down and continue watching it. It was just such a fun time. So that movie definitely has a nice little spot in my heart. See, I always like the Christmas movies. Like I forgot that one where Chris Brown, it's like the entire family. I forgot what it's called. I'm the worst with the names of the movies. Like Chris Brown is like running around with a camcorder and the uh, mother passed away and all of the family's coming in town. And one sister's husband's cheating on her. The other one is like doing some shady shit. Like I love those family Christmas movies, but then... Also, there's that Cameron Diaz Christmas movie where she's a big Hollywood producer. The Holiday. The Holiday. And Drew Barrymore is, yeah, wait, 
Yeah, Cameron Diaz is the she's like an editor for for trailers or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. that movie with Jude Law, Drew Barry. Yeah, it's so so good. They by the okay. way, they there was a rumor that came out on one of those major media publications outlets. Um I don't know if it was Radar Online or Page 6, and they were like there is about to be a reboot of The Holiday and Cameron Diaz is coming out of retirement. And she came out right after and she's like wrong not happening Ugh. this is a lie and i know and i'm super disappointed because we love our home alone right everybody watches that and i'm sure macaulay calkin loves it too because he was in the era of residuals at that time yeah so those he royalties gets, are still are still flowing in yes they're still flowing in so i'm sure he loves those and we love those too but i love every year when they try i'm not necessarily like a hallmark christmas movie kind of person where it gets like a little gitchy but when we get like a real good one, I'm all about it. I even heard, I think that um, Garcelle from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I think she's filming a Christmas movie for next year right now, but I'm not sure. That would be but, great. Yeah. I mean, she has that, she has that, I don't know, that center that just mm-hmm. will make a great Christmas movie. It's funny because you have films like, like those feel good films like The Last Holiday or Home Alone or the holiday and and so many great Christmas movies that people watch all the time. But like you said, even, even Lindsay Lohan's like comeback Netflix Christmas oh, movie, really, no. really hard to get through. No, not the it was same so thing. bad guys. And I'm it all was, for a Lindsay Lohan comeback. That was not, good. we love Lindsay Lohan. I yep. love her, but mm-hmm. it, it was just like you said, gitchy, cheesy. Although I can fall asleep to those lifetime Christmas movies. Like if you just put them on before you go to bed, great, great way. No, fall asleep. I fall asleep to like, and I know I know this sounds like cliche, but like a Dateline or like the cartel trying to cross the borders or like how I got away with murder, stuff like that. And Jason, I'll try to like last night, my brother and my sister in law were going to bed, and they're like, "We do you mind just like turning off the TV because we have this fishing thing early in the morning? We're gonna go to bed." And I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." And I go in and Jason's just sitting there watching TV. And I don't know who the fuck I think I am, but I just grab the remote and I turn off what he's watching and I turn it straight to Ozark for on Netflix. And you hear about like the cartel coming in and like, you better run for your life. And Jason's like, this is bullshit. I am not falling asleep to this. First of all, I was watching something and you come in and we both have our own (laughs) remote for the same TV, which is really dangerous, right? I have one remote on my side of the bed. He has a remote on his side of the bed. So he'll just come in and start putting on what he wants. I'm like, did you not notice I was sitting here laying down, watching some TV? I don't want to watch Ozark for the 15th time because we've seen Ozark, I think, twice through or you're going back a third time. I have no idea. But it's like and then and then what you do is you take off your glasses so you can't even see the TV and start to fall asleep after you have changed the TV. Not asking if I was done watching what I was watching. Guys, this is marriage. Well, speaking of that, I do want to say. You know, we, we've had so many um, incredible DMs, messages, and just even gifts, which we haven't asked for, but it's so sweet. We have um, our Aunt Ruth and um, our Uncle Bradley, who sent us flowers and a beautiful card. And I, yeah. I even think a bottle of champagne, right? That's like someone yeah. lost in translation. We had Marae. Transition. Oh, transition, not translation. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Happy holidays. I'm going to start singing again to like, Lost in everybody. Translation. Yeah. Also a great movie with Bill Murray. Oh, okay. But I'm saying like Murray sent us something and Elaine Hargate and then also um, Krista Marie. And just it, it's that on top of the DMs and everybody who's like supporting next week is the week. So we decided as far as getting married, 
right now we're doing something that it's just Jason and I, something like really subdued. I Googled that before I came on here, by the way. <laughs> something really relaxed. And then next year, we have a lot of plans because I turn 30, Jason turns 40. So we're going to try to... Our New Year's resolution is traveling. But we decided, like, what is a good date for us to get married? And I was like, mm, is it this day? I don't know. My family's in town, but maybe not. And then Jason's mom's coming in town. And I said, you know what? The day before I get my tooth ripped out and a screw wedged into my mouth into the bone. That sounds like... Let's celebrate. That's good because it would be not a good idea to do that the, the day after. I think no. we should just do it the day of. I think I should just get a like. Give me the medication. Get a, get a bloody like, mouth. Walk into the courtroom. Yeah, like, Where can I get married? <laughs> give me a. You have laugh gas, um, pain pills, alcohol, and they're like, "No, fuck off." This is like a government building. I'm like, is, is that? You know, all weddings are different too, because we were talking about a wedding that we just went to with uh, your cousin uh, who just got married. And it was so fun to have all the family there and everything, but it was a big freaking party and in the best way possible. Like, and it lasted what, like four days. So it was just very extravagant and fun. But I think you and me looked at each other and we're like, you know what? I think we just want to do this by ourselves and really just tie the knot alone we've been together for a decade almost anyway. And I felt like our engagement and our engagement party was like a huge celebration. It was so much fun. But I also feel like we're not traditional in the sense that like, you know, unfortunately, we don't have your dad here with us anymore. Well, he is. He lives with us as per Gina Marie, who is the spiritual medium. So he lives with us in our house. So he's here. He's just physically not here, but he's always here in spirit. And we have your mom. And then we have my parents who are, have been split up my entire life. And it's not really one of those conventional, like, the bride's parents pay because Jason's mom's not going to pay <laughs> for Jason being no. the bride, right? So nah, that was a joke. Said, I'm the bride. That was a dig. I'm kidding. But I think that we look at it too. And Jason and I went on such a nice walk this morning, you guys. And we're all over the place because it's the holidays. We have a lot on our minds. But we went for a nice walk this morning. And we're just trying to come to terms with where do we want to be? In the last nine years, almost a decade that we've been together, we have moved from LA to Thailand, to New York, back to LA, to Florida, to a different place in Florida. And we're about to move again. Now we have a hard close date in January. So we're about to move again. And so we're walking around trying to figure out like, we're done. We're exhausted And it's wild to say because I'm not even 30 yet. Jason's not even 40, but we're just sick of moving. And I think it's fun to just kind of, I don't know, take those moments and figure out where do you want to be? What do you have going on? And while you're doing that and you think about what that might cost, it baffles me how much our friends and family will spend on a celebration that lasts maybe five hours when they're spending ten dollars to $50,000. And that's like a cheaper wedding. That's Which actually is a really good way of looking at this. Yeah. Well, because I think about it and I'm like, that's a fucking down payment. Well, I have to say there are a lot of weddings that we've been to and a lot of weddings I've been to. I've been to two that are are just so memorable, memorable besides your cousins, because we had every family member there who could possibly be invited was at this wedding. And it was just 
it was very different than than any other wedding I've been to. Let's <laughs> just say I don't that. know if it was more of a party at the strip club or at the wedding, but they were yeah, both seriously. Great. Seriously. <laughs> but I went to I went to one in Maui uh, from one of my friends. And then my cousin Jackie got married in a beautiful mansion just outside of Chicago. And I was talking to her about that. I'm like, your wedding was so beautiful and so memorable, just like my other friend Corinne, who got married in Maui. And I said, it was just so memorable for everyone there. And my cousin looks at me and like, yeah. I wish it was smaller and we spent less money. And I hear that a lot because the yeah. excitement leading up to the marriage is 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 fun and exciting. I, we've been engaged for like, what, five years, five and a half at this point. 19 so times. The lead up. What do you mean 19 times? No, that's what Teresa says to oh. Danielle Stobbs. She's like, you've been engaged 19, 19 times. times. Prostitution <laughs> whore. No, but I think, it, I think it is if that's something that was like in the books for you. like. I know I have a cousin and her dream is to get married and she has a book and she knows what her dress is going to look like. She wants the fairy tale experience. She wants the nines. And it's like adding up the cost. Well, I, I think that she's dressed like, four well, grand. I love this food. Listen, 300 people. No, actually. And you know her. Um, I don't want to say her name on here because she's still a minor, but she was talking to you're talking about. Yeah. She was talking to my uncle and she was telling him, he was like, you know, they all went out to dinner, a family dinner. There's four of them. And he's like, babe, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she's like, I want to be a teacher. And then he's like, what do you want from the menu? And she's like, well, I want this. And he's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't know, like, what, what is it that you want out of life? And she said, I want to get married, dad. And I want to have this big over-the-top wedding, yada, yada. And he's like, who's paying for that? She's like, I'm going to marry rich. And it's like, if that's what the goal is and you have that in mind, like as a minor though, when you're 12, 13, 14, 15, you think that life is just going to be like, I can't so wait to grow up. Easy. It's going to be so easy. And it's not. It's not. But that's, a, you know, that's okay. That's okay. Well, let's move on. There's some really sad news that, that hit um, yesterday, or I'm sorry, the day before, because this would be coming out tomorrow. Um, that Twitch, uh, Ellen's DJ, passed away, well, committed suicide. And it's just the saddest news. It really is. You know, one of our really close friends, Claudia, uh, was an audience producer for Ellen for 16 seasons, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm 15. It was a long time. Long time. And watching her post uh, about him, it was just so sad. But we have had the privilege of going to the Ellen show multiple times. And we were always sat next to the DJ booth. Do you remember? So Twitch mm-hmm. was always there and his energy and presence when he came out. I mean, it beamed through our television screens and came through the cameras and just radiated positivity and light. And it's just so sad because you never know what someone is going through, even if they look Ooh. like they have it all or things are going so well. And, you know... Yeah. I know a lot of people have been saying this and it's going around social media, but really it is the time to call your friends, call your family. You know, life is is short and it's just another reminder that we're not here forever. You know, such sad news. It is sad news. And, you know, like even when he was there, um, our first time ever at the Ellen show, because we went, I think we went like four or five times, like Claudia really hooked it up and, we got to bring family and some of our favorite moments were at the Ellen show. And 
We don't you have to one. see Kim Kardashian for the first time in real it life. It was, ah, Claudia, I owe you 500 dinners for that. But, you know, like when we went, one of the moments we didn't, we never went without Twitch being there. But one of the moments, Ellen brought out his wife, um, Allison Holker, who was pregnant at the time. And she is just such an infectious energy. And now, if you look at their, videos that they put on TikTok and stuff like that. The baby that she was pregnant with at the time that we went is sitting there dancing in the videos. But it is true. It's like they have a $4 million Encino home and it doesn't come down to money or anything like that. But they're a super successful couple. Um, They have a beautiful family. She was talking about how they were talking about having more kids. And at the end of the day, something can look so big, beautiful, bright, and amazing on the outside. but unless you know, or you're in somebody's position, you don't necessarily know what they're going through unless they ask for help or they reach out to you. So I think that's why it's important to, like what Jason said, um, continue to reach out and just like, when you have your loved ones, they're here for a time, but it's not, you can say a long time, maybe they turn 80 or something like that, but a long time isn't really a long time. The only thing we can't get back in this life is our money that we fucking blow away on a poker table. But also, time. We really can't. You can't get it back. And it's just, it's sad. It's unfortunate. My heart breaks for her. It breaks for her family. I couldn't even imagine. And I'm sure that there's more that's going to come out. We know that he ended up disappearing, going to a hotel in LA and taking his own life. Um, I don't know if there was a note left. I don't know if there was more to the story. And I'm sure as time goes, this is so fresh. We'll, yeah. we'll find out. But honestly, I I really don't even know if it's any of our business. I think that this is more of something right. for her and I mean, her family to deal with. You know, yes, he was in the public eye. So you think you can dance, Ellen. But at the same time, it really isn't anyone's business. And nowadays, we everyone thinks every everybody's business is everyone else's business when it's not. So It's not. No. That's, we can only... Unless our, you make it somebody's love, business. Yeah. Like... For example, like Harry and Meghan doing this documentary. If you're making it your somebody's business, that's different than we're in it. But like for this, for Twitch and Allison and their beautiful family, that's more so of like I, I I've been reading some tweets. It's and some of them have not been the nicest. Some of them are super great, but Twitter's ridiculous. Twitter's ridiculous. But that's like move forward with just respect that the family deserves privacy, that they deserve love, that they deserve compassion for the situation and move on from that. Stop asking for answers because unless they want to share that, she might want to protect his legacy in respect of their kids and how they grow up and what they see and what they hear. And it's the... We've seen this before with other celebrities. We've seen where we don't necessarily... This one was sort of straightforward. We don't always get the autopsies. I'm blanking right now, Jason. Please help me um, for a second. The dad from um, Full House. Oh, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. That was another one of the autopsies that the family fought so hard for it to not come out. And it was because they wanted autonomy over the situation and they wanted him to be remembered a certain way. And some people threw such a fit and they were like, he's a public figure. This is crazy. I mean, it's crazy to think like, because you want to know, right? When you watch someone on your screens, pretty much your whole life, like Bob Saget, Full House, I, I... Love that. Like, I love mm-hmm. that. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I want to know what happened. Like, what happened? You know, but you have to sit back and, and respect, even though they chose a life to be in public view, 
it doesn't mean necessarily we need to have all of the answers. They didn't sign their soul over to the viewers. They're filming a show. They, they go to work and they clock in and they clock out. It just so happens that their work is broadcasted nationally and internationally. It's not yeah. signing for you to know every crack crevice and detail of their lives. And I think that that's where some things get uh, misconstrued and that's where we go down the rabbit hole. And for I think sure. a lot of that is... The paparazzi of it all, the you know, like chasing Britney Spears down the, the publicity. Sidewalk, it's, it's Hollywood. The publicity. And PR has turned into such a, a mess nowadays. Like, it's a nasty monster. Let's, let's move over and talk about this Harry and Meghan documentary, okay? Because Bethany Frankel, the former Real Housewife of New York and Shark Tank star and entrepreneur galore, who has skinny a very girl successful mogul. podcast, skinny girl, all of that stuff has just come out and slammed Harry and Meghan's new documentary, which we have been talking about the past two episodes right here on the podcast as a money grab. She's calling it a money grab. And here is the thing, because I'm going to have to agree with her. The second part just came out yesterday. So if you guys haven't watched it, check it out. It's on Netflix. Did you watch it? I did. So okay. we watched the first part. I watched the second part today while you were filming. But there is still nothing I'm getting from this. And this is my own personal opinion. And this is why I might have to agree with, with Bethany on this is I still don't know the end game. What is the goal of doing the documentary? Are you trying to expose something? Because sometimes that's what it felt like, especially the Oprah interview, which a lot of the stuff got debunked anyway, that they were, they were saying. But what is the end goal? Like what? I have answers for all of this. I what is wait. the end goal though? Because this is a family that wants privacy that didn't want to be caught up in all of the Royal rumble that happens in the UK and the press in the UK after Harry had claimed he watched what happened with his mom and did not want that to happen to Megan, but we're going to make a documentary, but we're going to have a podcast, but like where I'm not understanding because Bethany said the documentary was boring. I actually found it interesting, yeah. but I'm still not understanding the point of telling a story that has no end. So, okay. And I think that this is so funny because this is almost like politics, like where you are going to have two extreme sides, right? Yeah. I think when you say, oh, you wanted privacy. I don't know if it's so much that they wanted privacy. I think what it was is when they left the UK, I think that they felt like things were starting to get dangerous and they were starting to get um, a little aggressive. And they've seen this in the past with Diana. So then they ended up moving over to the US. Right. So fast forward, they move over to via the US. Canada, via yeah. Canada. Yes. Via Canada. And then, then after that, they still have to make money because now, since they're no longer representing the royal family, they don't get to draw a paycheck because those are taxpayers' dollars. Right. So I think, especially when you watch the documentary, Harry words it as, How can you move on to the next chapter when you haven't even closed this one? And I thought about that and I was like, it's a really fucking clever line. But it's a great line, but doesn't need to be closed publicly. But maybe it does. Maybe in, it does. In but what way? Because in the, in $100 the way million that, dollars is, is going to be way, well, deposited I, into your bank account? Well, yes. $100 million would sway me to, I would throw your ass under the bus in two seconds. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, all, all kidding aside, I think that, yes, the money helps now that they've been cut off financially from the royal family, but also. I think that their story was so manipulated through media 
and through the institution and things that like they never really had the opportunity to get enough out there. And I think that the Oprah interview flopped. I think that they didn't navigate it the right way. And I thought that I think that they took all of that fan feedback, whether it was positive or negative. Fan and I think that feedback. Yeah. See, this is where it loses me because it's just like it, it's not even that. It's just you did what, the Oprah interview. What lost you on that? What do you mean? Oh, well, you're going to take fan feet. Who cares? You want to be private. Who cares what people think? People no, are still going to think, think something differently I after this Netflix stated. This is, I love this, guys, because this is why we've lasted for almost a decade. Because we can have <laughs> these conversations and it's like we don't have a dog in this fight. It really, not us, we're not royal, not we're not collecting a paycheck, and we don't really care. But if we're having a healthy, open discussion, I don't necessarily think for for her, her whole life, she wanted to be in the public eye, right? That's why you're going into the very much so the entertainment industry. That's why you're she married the person that she did before. That's why she was in certain social circles. She wanted to be in the who's who and be seen. For him, he doesn't know anything since the time that he was born. In the very first like day, he was introduced to the public, which we saw in the documentary. He's always been in the public eye. So right. I don't think it was navigating away from being in the public eye i think it was being able to kind of shift and be able to navigate being in the public eye and taking advantage of all of those opportunities financially or whatever that comes from them being able to tell your own stories but doing it from a safe point a safe perspective and i think that in the uk what they were looking at it as was this could potentially be dangerous because is history about to repeat itself are they going to go after us are we the well, villains of the story the thing, though is you know with princess diana she was the princess of wales which megan was never going to be she was married to the heir to the throne who which is now on the throne king charles and they were divorced and diana was dating a muslim this these are all things that are, are no no and 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 i could see how she would get a lot of scrutiny and a lot of airtime diana was friends with Everyone who's anyone in the entertainment and fashion industry, which was Meghan new Markle at the time, right? Is not the same person. And I don't. Can I ask you really quick? I don't mean to interrupt you, but we know that um, we know that William and Kate now they are the prince and princess of Wales. Correct. Now, since the queen passed away, had Meghan and Harry have kept their royal duties, what would they have been considered? I think they're still the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. So their titles wouldn't have changed? I don't think so. But I'm not, I'm not a royal expert here. This is just yeah. what I'm gathering from what I've learned, studied, and I hear from my relatives who live in the UK. Yeah, guys, these are our opinions and we're having a conversation. We are not claiming to be experts. We are I'm just not claiming to know anything. I'm just yeah. saying like the comparison of Meghan Markle to Princess Diana is almost laughable. Well, I mean, I think it's... I think what people wanted Very to do, right. And this is media at its finest. It's sensationalizing something, making comparisons, whether they are good or bad, in order to grab people's attention. It's clickbait. It is what it is. It's not the same situation. They came from two totally different backgrounds. Diana was still very much so in this prestigious position where she grew up with a family who they were rubbing elbows with the royals at the same time. And then you have Megan who on the documentary claims that she didn't even know how to curtsy. So they are totally different conversations. As, as a performer, 
Yeah. She knows how to curtsy. She didn't have to look it up on Google. That is just the, the most ridiculous story I've ever heard in my life. You're well, a performer. You've been performing since you were a kid. You like to be on stage. You like to be in front of people. You've never curtsied in your life. I don't know how to curtsy. Well, you don't need to curtsy. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Okay. All right. But I just have to say with Bethany Frankel has been kind of, I don't know, polarizing, you know, lately, because she's had a lot of opinions, especially on her TikTok, which has grown her TikTok a lot. I want to say maybe like 75% of what she says, I do agree with. There is that 25% where I'm like, whoa, she did have a lot to say about uh, Kylie's lip kit and how, I don't know, a press kit that comes a little more, I don't know, designed cost hundreds of more dollars than the little lipstick and how Kim Kardashian's skincare line is just bottled in a way. It's just not easy to pack for travel. It's just not yeah. whatever. Anyway, I, I kind of really do enjoy her TikToks, but you brought up a point earlier because we were talking about this on a walk and I was telling you that I just read this article about Bethany Frankel slamming the Harry and Meghan doc as a money grab. And you said, well, Bethany also had a show on HBO, HBO Max called Big Shot, where she was testing and trying to find a new assistant. And we know she was never going to hire one of those assistants. That is called a money grab. And I have to agree with you. Yeah, no, I, I don't think, think that any of those people work for her. I think it was just like, um, what was that Donald Trump show? Um, the Apprentice. The Apprentice. I think it was similar to that. I think that's what she was doing. But if you saw the people who were fighting for the job and you you heard about their backgrounds and what they do and where they came from, a lot of them had very humble beginnings and they didn't even have the background to be in this position. So when you talk about somebody, it's like me knocking on Bethany's door and saying, hey, <laughs> we're on YouTube and a podcast, but please let me run your business. A lot of them. Well, were it's not so crazy fit. because some of the yeah, some of the people who were on the show, Big Shot, I didn't think were ready to to take this on. You know, this is I would never want to take on working for Bethany Frankel. A, no I've already worked way. for one housewife, and that was good enough for me. But oh, cool. now two at this point, really. <laughs> if you think about it, you're ridiculous. But, um, no, I just uh, it was very interesting because I'm like, this is this. These are the people you're getting to potentially be your assistant. I was I was worried for her. Yeah. I, I think though too, I think again, this is why when I listen to her, I love to just hear a different perspective because I'm in my mind, I'm like, well, you would know a cash grab because you've done it. And you look at everything from a very it's a numbers perspective, a business perspective, a marketing perspective. Very business savvy, very on Yeah. Yeah, she is. Yes. So then that's why I think like when she says it, it's not really a diss. It's coming from a place of no. Like not no and O, but K-N-O-W. Like she knows. She knows exactly. She's looking at it. I remember just a quick, and I'll keep this super fast for you guys. When I went to um, Chattanooga State, I made friends with um, the little resident celebrity and she was Macy Bookout from MTV's Teen Mom. And I remember talking to her and she was talking about potentially like she, we were both in school for communications and she was like, maybe one day I might want to produce real, you know, reality TV shows or something like that. And then I said, do you watch reality TV? And she's like, no, it it's like all ruined for me. She's like, I know how it works now when they come knock on my door and I have to open the door four times or if I get into an argument and I have to reenact the argument. Like 
she looked at everything from a business perspective and a perspective of already being in that situation. So when she gives us her two cents, it's not like it's not like talking to every Tom, Dick, and Harry down the street and they're like, well, that that is bullshit and they wanted some money. It's like, well, have you been in that situation? No. Okay. Well, then that's just your opinion. But for Bethany, she's like, I can relate and I see this and this is my opinion. And that's what I appreciate. Long story short. Sorry. I think what Bethany was trying to say, because she she slammed it as boring too. I think what she was trying to say was, it's a money grab. I would have done it too. I just would have done it better. But well, boom, there pushing. you have it. Well, Big Shot wasn't that great. All right. Let's move on because we promised... Don't throw shade at Bethany. <laughs> I love Bethany Frankel. What are you talking about? Okay, go ahead. Listen, I love her. I wasn't... I was just saying, you know, Big Shot was a big... Flop. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm shading you, Bethany. Okay, no, more, no more shade. No more shade. Okay. We have promised that we would answer some uh, listener questions. And first of all, I do have to say we do appreciate everyone for listening to us babble for 30 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes every Tuesday and Friday. We love you guys. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your shows. We are there. We are available. But be sure, again, subscribe to that YouTube channel. It's growing. We're going to do a lot of things over there that are going to be very different than we do on the podcast. So if you want some visuals, um, we are now dropping all episodes there on the same day. So go ahead and enjoy. But I have some questions and I want to jump right in, Adam. Listen, let's jump right in. Okay. First of all, last time or last episode, we were talking about White Lotus because the finale was just this past Sunday. And I'm already thinking about how excited I'm getting for Sunday. And then I have to remind myself that White Lotus is not on anymore. (laughs) So I don't know know what what we're really going to... I know. Besides Potomac. And Potomac is great. Family Karma is great, but you know that one unscripted show. Or well, you have Yellowstone. Show, sorry, scripted show. <laughs> you have Yellowstone. Yellowstone's great too. Succession's course, coming back. Succession's coming back, but with Yellowstone, mm-hmm. you have 1883, 1923 coming out. You know, all of these prequels, they're like keeping us invested. I mean, I'm invested. Um, but uh, Max from Silicon Valley asks, <laughs> it's so not appropriate, but we're definitely going to answer this. God, Fuck, Mary kill. These three characters from White Lotus. Alvi, Ethan, Cameron. Oh. I, I feel like to. this is an easy answer. I mean, what would you say? Um, fuck, Mary, kill, in order, Cameron, Ethan, Alvi. Really? Who do you want to marry? I would marry Alvi. Who Albie. would you marry? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Now that I think about it, I would I probably could... marry Albie, kill Ethan, and then, well, the last is saved for Cameron. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, there's your answer. Yeah. All right. James from Denver, Colorado asks You've both done a lot in your life from the stories you've talked about. Thank you. That's all. Thank you I don't for know if that's that. a, I don't know if that's a positive <laughs> or a negative, but thanks. <laughs> um, what is the accomplishment that you are most proud of? And that's James from Denver. Like career-wise? I don't know. Just accomplishment. I'm um, not sure because I feel like personally accomplishments change and goals change all the time. Yeah. Because I remember, you know, being in trampoline and tumbling and dance and, and just wanting to win competitions. And then 
I won competitions. Then I wanted to do Cirque du Soleil. I did Cirque du Soleil. Then I wanted to create my own role. I did. And my those accomplishments are still very near and dear to me. But then some of the, even just getting married next week is a huge accomplishment. You know, that's a personal life accomplishment, which I don't know a lot of people who take this much time before they get married. And I really, I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah, I think that if we're talking about, um, I mean, listen, there's like a list and it's not like a patting myself on the ass here, but it's like, like relationship wise, the barriers and the things that we've overcome and the fact that we are here today and we have our little family and we have, um, we're moving into our new place and we're expanding our team and we're getting married, like, and we just have such great relationships with our friends and our family. I think that that is a huge accomplishment. But if we're talking about career wise, the community that we've built with up and Adam YouTube channel, but also the one that we just started building in September, October with hot messy podcast. I think that it's so fun to interact with the listeners, the viewers, the subscribers, everybody in between, because when we need to get something done. For example, like we just did this charity event for the Children's Museum on Tuesday. People come together, they donate. They're making sure like just from our platform, they, they're being told about something that they may not have known, which means in translation that that many more kids are going to have that much better of a Christmas or a Hanukkah yeah. or a holiday. And I think that that is an accomplishment in its own. So I'm not going to keep rambling on, but if it's absolutely, I mean, you know. listen, the same people who donated, we did this great, like Adam said, a really great charity event, mm-hmm. uh, this past Tuesday, yeah. uh, right here in Palm beach. And it was captain Carey's birthday party. He's from below deck adventure, which is the newest below deck franchise on Bravo. Uh, and the, almost the entire cast was there and we raised money for the children's museum of the treasure coast. And also, uh, did a gift. Uh, what is that called? A toy, a toy collection. Yeah. Uh, so, which was really cool. And then you have it's it's crazy because you have subscribers and people who, you know, have invested their time in us and mm. and you know, basically interact with us on a daily basis. I mean, I open my Instagram and I have DMs from people, and it's just it's so fun to communicate with people and build that community. And then when there is something like this, they're like, "What can we do to help?" And that's, that's amazing. Also though, too, I I don't really look at it like before I used to say subscribers and now like I have so many close connections with the people who are a part of the community that we've all built together. The Adams family. The Adams family. And I think that it really is like a family. And you know what? Old school saying, don't go against the family. Because if there is somebody who, (laughs) don't go against the family. Because if there is ever somebody or something or just some sort of like nasty standpoint or just being not cool as Luann Deliceps from Roni would say, then everyone kind of builds or showcases this united front. So again, like it's the family that I never knew that I needed, (laughs) that I never had. And I'm just, there's so much to be thankful for guys. Tis the fucking season of the holidays. We're thankful for it all. Fucking on YouTube. Yeah. Fuck. All right, let's move on. There's another question. <laughs> You're like looking at me like I'm crazy. Uh, Renee from Arlington, Virginia. Oh, a Nova, Nova resident. I was born in, well, Fairfax. So Get to the fucking close. chase. All right, anyway. Um, I just, Arlington, Virginia. My brother lives there now. So it's just, it's fun to see. What is your favorite place that you both have traveled? 
So I don't know if that's together or separately. I go based I go based on my favorite place based on my memories. And I really I do have two places that I've enjoyed so much in my life. And that would have to be London, because my dad lived there for a while. And I have family who live there. And I performed at the Royal Albert Hall twice and have so many amazing memories. But I did live in Japan for three years. And those memories, wow. And that country, wow. The people, the culture, the cleanliness, the respect people have for one another. It's, it's very hard to beat. So maybe it would have to be Japan. Okay. How about you? I'm very curious for this answer. Manassas, Virginia. Oh, Manassas. No, no. <laughs> Mine's honestly probably the Bahamas. Okay. Just because some of my favorite memories are from such an early age in the Bahamas. Like we've we've taken some other incredible trips, but I was so young and I think it was at a time where everything was like so big and over the top and magical and it's one of those things that we stayed at the Atlantis Hotel. I was in 4th grade. Now going back, I might think this was so grand and incredible from that standpoint of how I remembered it being a small child, but then going back you're like fuck was I thinking? I don't know. But that was, those were some of the memories that I just remember being like the coolest. So it's crazy to me that we still haven't been to the Bahamas now that we live 45 minutes from them. Whose fault is that? You never stop working. Oh, hmm. Not mine. I can tell you that. All right. Here's the last question. This is actually a great question. Um, no, you guys didn't leave your name on this, but thank you for asking. What are TV shows that you watch together and what are some that you watch separately? Oh, I'll answer this. I'll answer this. We watch all of the housewives together, of course, because we cover them. We watch Yellowstone together until I fall asleep because Mm -hmm. HBO fucks up and puts it on so late. We watch on HBO. Oh, see, that's the problem. (laughs) That's the problem. You're catching me too late. Um, We also watched White Lotus until it came to an end. Love Succession. Um, what is that movie with the woman who takes over the cartel that we loved watching? Oh, the TV show Queen of the South. Queen of the South. We love movies like that. And half the time Jason's watching move or shows and movies that aren't even in English. He just like sits there and reads the subtitles. Yeah, I do and, love those. And there's then, so and, many great shows and, and movies internationally, like amazing. Yeah. And then I'm such a sucker for other things. So like I will watch when Jason's not around. I will watch reruns of Ozark or Outer Banks, or I will watch Say Yes Laguna to the Beach, Dress, The Hills, Laguna Beach, The Hills. I will watch so many. I like anything Tyler Perry. I'm a sucker for. So if it comes out and it's new, I'm like, I'm in it. And I'm like, call the popo ho. Like I'm always <laughs> in the Medea. Mo- like I and my mom and I, we always say that to each other all the time because it was one of our favorite. One of our favorite movies. Um, I don't know. I I can I'm an easy audience. I really am. I like watching, I think, yeah, those shows that we watch together, like White Lotus, Yellowstone, Succession, stuff like that. That's fun. I love those scripted shows, especially when they're so well done. Um, we watch The Crown together too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But separately, separately, I, I watch like a lot of news and like a lot of opinion and political mm-hmm. shows and oh, that Captain um, Sandy woman on the news. Yeah. And then um what else? 
I do I do have some some like guilty pleasures that I watch too, like Emily in Paris, which is coming back for season three, oh. December 21st. I'm so caught up. I thought it was so corny and so like the word you use, gitchy. Mm. And then I just became obsessed. I don't know how. So Emily in Paris. And then uh, I can't believe I'm going to admit this on a podcast. I love Elite. It's the Spanish show about the kids in high school and every season someone is murdered and it's just really ridiculous and really fun to watch <laughs> so, okay well i, I do I like mean, watching that oh do you know what i've really gotten into though what are like some bollywood films i just oh, yeah. watched when i started watching one on the plane when we were coming back from where the hell were we where were new we york. probably new york was it new york where were you before that no, was um, Orange, Orange County. County. So we were flying back from LA. I was watching this Bollywood film. It's newer. And I just love how like, it's always a love story. And I just love when they break out into song and dance. And it's so, the choreography is just incredible to watch. Like just as a former dancer too, it's just fun to, to watch. I do love my Bollywood films. When I, I need, I need some recommendations for some more. Jason's like, an eclectic rainbow of very variations of different TV and film. There, there are only so many shows that I can watch with women yelling at each other over and over again and fighting about the oh, dumbest I, shit. I mean, I hear seen. you. Like, you know what I mean? I hear and you. I love, I love my housewives. Don't get me wrong. I really, really do. But like, make it interesting again. Make it fun again. It's not. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Well, that is, that's our last question. So if you guys have any questions, please send in your questions to info at hotmessypodcast.com. If you have a comment or you have a subject you think we should cover, please also send us an email and be part of that conversation. You guys can also find our show anywhere. But most importantly, we are building out that YouTube in the new year, which we are so excited about. That's youtube.com slash hotmessypodcast. Adam, do you want to take us out? Yeah, just again, thank you guys so much. We have so much coming up for the holidays. Um, Always leave the five-star ratings, reviews, whatever they are. And let's keep growing the hell out of Hot Messy Podcast on the YouTube channel. We are getting ready to relocate. We have a hard close date now um, in January. So we will be relocating at the end of January, which means going into February, we're going to get our feet and our bearings a little bit. For our new studio spaces... Yes, new studio spaces, new kitchen spaces, and a new team member to help us create lots and lots of more content for you guys. So 2023, listen, 2022, we're going to sit here and ride this um, wave till the end. We can't wait. And we're so grateful for an incredible year. 2023, the next time that we talk to you guys, we're going to tell you about things that we really hope for from that year. Um, And it's just going to be one hell of a year. And we just appreciate the hell out of all of you guys for doing it with us so thank you we love you and whatever holiday you celebrate we're wishing you the best Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.